Okay, I'm going to do a little click. I'll clap. Do you want to go dark? Oh, yes. We've okay. now enter- entered the uh, the blind man's world of voice-only podcasting. You you turn off the cameras and, and the atmosphere changes. Yeah, I suppose so. I think, you know, it's less like I'm talking to you and it's more like I'm recording with you. Um, I think, you know, maybe it allows me to get more into that headspace, you know? Um, Visualise these imaginary scenes better. I don't know. Yeah, of course. But then it's different when we're together. I miss recording together. Those were the days. Those were, were those were days. good times. Truly. Oh, truly good all, times. All the strange places that we could record that we'll we, get back we, to we it had when, in mind that we'd do. When lockdown ends, um, you can come pick me up. We'll go on a drive. We'll find a beach or a mountain or something and we'll go record there. Ooh, podcasting from the top of Ben Nevis or whatever. <laughs> Be windy as f***. <laughs> we'll, we'll get the Eurostar so we can record a podcast under the sea. Oh my god. <laughs> we could record from strange places, but always kind of comfortable um, first world problem scenarios. Like we're recording from the top of Everest, but in a helicopter. Or we're, we're be our, all of our recording equipment and our personal selves are being carried by Sherpas. Exactly. Um, yeah, they're, they're they're also testing the levels. Of course, of course. It's like we record a podcast from the the, the North Pole, but we're in like a well catered Airbnb kind of thing. <laughs> An Airbnb at the North Pole. There'll oh, that'll be, be a new. Day. That'll be a new story soon. <laughs> like top ten strange Airbnbs. Number four will shock you because it's at the North Pole. <laughs> we got chills thinking about this Airbnb resort. Yeah, you you could write. You could, you could write. <laughs> um, maybe maybe I do. We'll find some fun places to record one day. We'll record in a high air balloon, um, or. In space, I don't know. We should record one from my loft. I had to go up in the loft yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. Do you, you notice that awesome segue into a into a story? Um, no, do it again. <laughs> um, I went in the loft yesterday, and because I I'd heard this sound, it was really annoying. It was like this moving sound. I thought maybe it was something on the roof, but I looked outside. There was nothing on the roof. I thought, oh no, there's something in the loft. It's going to be a rat or something. So I, I went up. I had a look around. I went with a torch. <laughs> it's really dark in there, shining this torch around like a horror film. And I can't hear the sound anymore. There's nothing moving. I'm thinking, oh, maybe it must. It must have been something on the roof. I guess, because um, I can't see anything. And as soon as I was about to go back down, there's this enormous noise right in front of me, and I look. And there's a bird <laughs> flapping right in my face, and then it lands on one of the beams. And I proceeded to spend about half an hour chasing this bird around the loft to to rescue it. We kept we kept sw- switching who was on which side of the loft because we're kind of staring each other down. And it didn't want to go in the cardboard box that I I, I emptied for it, um, quite understandably. And in the end, I, I had to catch it like a spider up against the wall um, in the cobble box and then slide something to cover the opening and bring it out and take it outside and then release it to the outside world. And I felt like a hero. <laughs> that sounds so funny. I love the idea of watching you in a, in a dark loft having a silent confrontation with a bird for half an hour. I can send you a picture of this bird, hang on. Mate, send me a picture of the bird. What was your reaction when it just appeared in front of your face? Uh, it was like, oh... This thing's actually kind of 
Kind of cute. I feel like I want to rescue this bird. I felt like we were looking at each other. Ugly birds be warned. If it was a pigeon, Joe would have killed you then and there. I mean, it's, it's not the prettiest. It's a baby starling. And we have a problem with starlings here. Have you seen the picture? Uh, yes. Oh, that's a cute bird. <laughs> I mean, this is great podcast material. I know we could put the picture in the show notes. People can oh yeah, show notes. Look at the sh- look at the show notes of this podcast and see the picture of the bird. We've never put anything useful in the show notes before. This is the first time. <laughs> even even if we end up cutting this section, which is entirely possible, even likely, uh, just put the picture in the show notes. <laughs> Patreon exclusive picture of a bird. I have I have a, another story that could be the intro, but I don't know if it's any better. It was a game of Trivial Pursuit that I played the other day in the garden and it was this game where you could you you, you answer the questions obviously like normal trivial pursuits um but for every correct question you get a piece of pie but the the twist on this game is that you bet on other people as to whether or not they'll get the question right so you place down a chip on the the wrong side of the board if you think you're going to get it wrong which was what everyone did. It's like, they're definitely going to get it wrong. I'll put one chip down. My friends, they started getting questions right. I was doing really badly. I started making reckless bets like, ah, I bet 10 that they'll get it right. Sometimes it didn't pay off. Sometimes it did. And then eventually they started buying correct answers because that's the thing you can also do. So you can just buy a piece of the pie without answering the question right, which I saw as completely scandalous. So I didn't do that at all. And eventually... Eventually, they started running out of money, and... <laughs> what? No, keep going. Uh, so they, they started running out of money, and it got to the last the last question. Um, so they, they've got all the pieces of pie, right? And what happens is the other players get to choose the topic and category of the question for the person to answer. So the idea is you pick categories and topics you think they won't be able to get. Right, um, right. So we kept doing, doing like entertainment and sport for for people because like we think they won't understand that, and that they didn't have enough money to to choose their own topics. So we we they were just getting the worst topics, and they weren't answering the final question right. And I was thinking it's it serves them right for buying right answers instead of answering the questions. And slowly but surely, I was I found myself gaining on them through answering all my questions honestly and not spending money <laughs> and they had nothing left and i'd gone from a massive disadvantage i was losing badly <laughs> i'll add one of my friends i was playing with went to cambridge um which had a certain element to it um eventually i had all all my pie pieces and it came their turn to pick a question for me i said oh i i'd like it in entertainment because i had enough money to to buy the the, the right kind of question for myself um, and it was some question about a Beatles lyric, and I I had no idea what song the lyric was in, so I thought, oh no, I'm not going to be able to get this. Then my friend's dad appeared at the door and told me the answer <laughs> right at the critical moment where it was going to make or break the game, and I I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't say it because they'd been buying answers to their questions earlier in the game, and I've been saying there's no integrity in that. And it's awful and shameful. So I didn't do it. I passed. And then we went round the table again with everyone getting their final questions. Other guy got it wrong. And Ruth got it wrong. And then it was me again. And I'm like, okay, 
So I, I had the answer for the last question. I figured it out with someone's help, but I pass. So it's my turn to answer one honestly. And the first person to get one of these questions right wins the game. And they, they pick their topics. So the topic is like doctors. And I say maybe ent- 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 entertainment might be easy enough. And they're like, oh, it'll be one of the soaps, probably. It'll be quite hard. It'll be like Holby City or something. And <laughs> Guy pulls out the card and says, what does TARDIS stand for? T-A-R-D-I-S. <laughs> and I said, are you serious? And he goes, yes, uh, T-A-R-D-I-S. What does TARDIS stand for? And, 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 and I won the game. It's Joe's just wondrous adventures. Just the good karma. Twice, <laughs> karma offered you the winning, the winning game, and you were so good that you denied it the first time. You denied temptation to win dishonorably, and then were given the easiest possible question. I know. I'm. I was astonished. It's the universe rewarding good character, which doesn't happen often. Mate, that whole thing was just a bonus episode. <laughs> I don't know, Joe's Wonderful Life, or something like that. I don't know what you'd call it. <laughs> what were you laughing at so much halfway through? Joe's Whimsical Adventure. There was a bit where you just you just said, and they were buying right answers, which I thought was downright scandalous. And then you just carried on the story as if you didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and it killed me. It's terrible. There's this, this thing, like, you can spend... Oh, no, I agree with you. It was just the manner in which you said Spend 15 chips <laughs> and get a piece of pie. And as though you've answered the question correctly... That's not. You could just place bets on people getting questions wrong, make money, buy all your answers, and then answer one I mean, question at the end and win the game. Honestly, I think you're you're a Christ-like figure. I can I can <laughs> see you. You were wandering the deserts of trivial pursuit, and the devil came to you on numerous occasions to tempt you, um, showed you all the pieces of pie, just straight up gave you the answer to a question you never could have answered on your own, and you denied and you denied. <laughs> You saw, you, you saw the, the, the people, they were, they were, you know, money lending in the house of God. They were buying pieces of pie in a game of Trivial Pursuit. What's the, what's the pursuit if you can just buy the correct answers? Ridiculous. <laughs> and at the very end, you were delivered. It was, An easy question. It was. The, the universe was saying, if, <laughs> look at this, this could be yours. And I said, no. And just said, just no. after you tell me a story in which, you know, you're... Your patience and kindness saved a baby bird. I mean, honestly, what do you do in your spare time? Do you just sort of like wander, like the gardens with all the creatures of the forest surrounding you? Do, do you just give out pieces of whimsical advice or something? I do. I do. I was having a conversation with that bird in the loft. <laughs> I assume I was, you I were. Walking, I was, I was kind of saying, "Oh, come on, baby bird. Let let me help you." Like. My parents have a problem with starlings, but I don't really mind you. You know, you, you could seem quite nice. Yeah, I don't have a prejudice against starlings. Come on, get in, get in the box. I mean, honestly, what is your life? <laughs> <laughs> what is is that? Is that not how your life works? Oh, just no. That's just incredible. I love all that. I want to come find you one day where you live, and you know, find you <laughs> dressed in a, like a bathrobe, having playing a game of chess against a tree. Or something like that. <laughs> uh, so you see me it, it, in thirty years. I, I live in a big house with with a shed at the bottom of the garden. I spend all my time in there painting pictures of walnuts. Yep. 
<laughs> what I mean, what's what's your life like where this stuff doesn't happen? Um, I mean, I, I, this thing I can't immediately think of several whimsical stories to entertain you because <laughs> I'm not you. Well, I don't normally open with several whimsical stories, <laughs> although. Going into this film smash, 